John's Gospel, the 12th chapter. Bless the name of God. I want to read verse 9 just so that you can get a sense of what's going on in 12. Amen. Uh, John's Gospel, the 12th chapter. Just a little bit on these. Amen. Verse 9. When the great crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So the chief priests planned to put Lazarus also to death, because on account of Lazarus, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. The next day, a great crowd who had come to the feast they heard Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and they went out to meet him crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Even the king of Israel and Jesus found a young ass and he sat upon it. As it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion, behold your king is coming sitting on an ass's colt. Thus far, the scripture. God, may your name be glorified in this place today. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to set up this meditation for you this way. Amen. In ancient Israel, there were three feast days that the Jews were required to go to Jerusalem. Amen. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Passover, and the Feast of Weeks are what we call the Feast of Tabernacles. Three times a year, every Jewish male was required by law to take his family to Jerusalem to worship God. And therefore, wherever you lived in the region of uh, Jerusalem, you had to make your way to Jerusalem climb up Mount Zion and on that hill at that temple you were to make your sacrifices to make to pay your tithes to worship God in the beauty of holiness amen and so people would come from across the region from across the continent in mass numbers to worship God in the city of Jerusalem for all three feast days, the city would be packed with people coming from distant lands to worship God in the city of Jerusalem. Thus, the reason why there would be during the feast of Passover, the week of Passover, a number of people, large multitudes of people in the city of Jerusalem. And as it were, they came to worship God. But just like God would have it, while they are there to worship God, God will do something amazing and wonderful in the midst of the people of God. Amen. Jesus, the Bible says, would enter into Jerusalem. And as he enters into Jerusalem riding on a young donkey, amen, or the colt of an ass, as we said in the uh, Revised Standard Version of the Bible, he rides into Jerusalem. 
But I want you to, again, get this before we can get to how he rode into Jerusalem. I want you to see as a contrast how uh, the Roman government or the Roman soldiers would have entered into Jerusalem. They would have come riding on their horses. They would have come with their battalion of soldiers. They would have come with foot soldiers running before uh, that royal carriage and chariots. They would have come with all of their soldiers in full array simply to demonstrate the power and the might of the Roman government. They would have come through Jerusalem seeing all these people in the midst of, all these people in the city of Jerusalem. And the Romans would have come there, Pontius Pilate, uh, Herod, all of these uh, military and political leaders would have come into Jerusalem riding on their strong horses, their horses in full battle array to instill fear in the lives of the individuals. If you have ever seen uh, Kim Un, amen, of North Korea, whenever he would have guests in the city, amen, of Pyongyang, he would have all of his military arsenal out there so that anyone looking on, if they had any doubt, of trying to revolt against Kim Jong-un, they would see, amen, the military might of that oppressive government. Here they are in Jerusalem, entering into the city of Jerusalem. And uh, as the people of God had two contrasting experiences, on one side, the military might of the Roman government. On the other side, they would have this uh, savior, this messiah, this rabbi, riding not on a strong war horse, but riding not just on a donkey, come on y'all, but on the colt, a colt is a young donkey, amen. So it's not just on an ass, come on y'all, but he's riding on a young ass, amen. And he's riding into Jerusalem, chilling on his ass. Lord, help us today. What a contrast. Military might, and it's in the Bible, y'all. Amen. Amen. Military might and power on one hand. On the other hand, uh, humility. You got to get this thing. Amen. On one side, military might. Soldiers marching through the street. Left, right, left. Left, right, left. Again, nobody smiling. Everybody just fearful of the Roman uh, officials' entry into Jerusalem. And they are there simply to instill fear in the minds of the people who had come to the city to worship. On the other hand, Jesus comes riding into Jerusalem on a young donkey. I ain't going to say it like y'all. Y'all so holy this morning. Jesus came chilling on a young ass <laughs> in the city of Jerusalem. What, what gave the people the power that's what I want to get to. What gave the people the power to do what they did was because
because of what Jesus had just done at the early chapters of chapter 12. What, what did he do at the beginning of chapter 12? He had raised Lazarus from the grave. And inasmuch as the military could have taken people's lives, they could never give life to anybody. And inasmuch as Lazarus had been dead for four days, stinking in a grave, here comes Jesus, called Lazarus by Lazarus' name and got him up out of that stinking grave. What is, what is the symbolism in all of this? That a man who was locked in a tomb, a man who had been dead for four days. Come on, three days, the old Jewish thought was. Three days, uh, you know, the spirit will hang around for about three days. But on the fourth day, come on. That means rigamorphous has already set in. He about, he about to blow up. Come on, y'all. Uh, it about to be some red stink up in that tomb. Amen. And on the fourth day, by choice, intentionally the bible says he delayed his coming so that the glory of god might be fulfilled come on my god sometimes you want god to come deliver you in a hurry but god knows if god delivers some of us according to our timetable we gonna hit god the deuces and we are gonna be gone so god will sometimes delay god's arrival of our deliverance because god knows we ain't yet mature enough to handle God's quick deliverance and still stay with God. See, we enjoy God's quick deliverance, but quick deliverance does not mean that we're going to stay with God. Come on, y'all. It takes some maturity. It takes some having walked through some hills and valleys, and God has not left us to stay with God when God delivers us quickly. Yeah, I, I tell you, it's one thing when you have no chronic situations in your life to live with. And that's one kind of walk with God. Uh, when hey, everything going all right, that what that mean. Everything going all right. Every day is a hallelujah day. Come on, uh, and if you have those days, you ought to give God praise for. Them. But there are some of us. We got chronic situation. We prayed and it ain't moved nowhere. We prayed, we pay tithes and the favor of God is upon us, but it ain't moved nowhere. Come on, my God. We done begged God. We done pleaded with God. We done fleeced God. God, if you do this, then I'm going to do that. Come on. We have done it all. And the situation still had not changed. Oh my God. But I tell you, it is in moments like these that you see God saying to us, come on, uh, can you still say yes? Lazarus got up out of that grave and the whole city, come on, got in an uproar. 
Now, this is what I like. I told you some meditation. <laughs> I like this part. Lazarus got about the grain. Jesus is coming in the city. Come on. On the week that he will, he will be crucified. And Lazarus is in tow. Come on, see, it's one thing if Jesus showed up. <laughs> but, but Lazarus is the evidence of Jesus' power. Come on, watch your text, y'all. Lazarus is, no, living Lazarus <laughs> is evidence of Jesus' power. You got to catch it, my God. But watch what the priests and the Levites and the scribe, the traditionalists, the organized church, come on, them folk who will throw a scripture at you for everything, put you in a hell that they have no right to put you in. Watch them Negroes in the text. Come on, y'all. They're like, we need to kill Lazarus. Oh, come on, y'all. Uh, the enemies of your faith, the enemies of your soul is always going to have as their objective uh, to kill your testimony. Come on, my God. But I dare anybody, come on, my God, try to kill my testimony because you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. You don't know the ways that God have made. You don't know the bridge, all the troubled waters that Jesus has been in my life. You do not know how the Lord redeemed me, how he paid my sin bill. You do not know how he took me in when everybody put me out. You don't know. You wanna, they want to kill Lazarus. Uh -huh. Lazarus is in the city. It's Palm Sunday. I ain't going to keep you long. I want to find myself at somebody's restaurant. A little bit. Lazarus is a liar. And the reason Lazarus is a liar is because Jesus called him up out of that grave. And he came out and the people decide, if you can raise Lazarus from the grave, there is no situation, come on, that you can't bring us out of. Come on, y'all. Everything. Come on, look at your neighbor. Tell him everything. Come on, everything. Tell him everything in your life that's dead, that's dying. The Jesus we serve can bring you up out of it. Uh, that, that's what they saw. Come on. Uh, I don't care if they have killed your character, walked on your integrity, lied on you. Come on. Uh, I don't care if they took you to court, uh, lied on you, or uh, understand uh, everything uh, that the enemy has tried to kill you. Jesus, yeah, he can, uh, he can raise you up, uh, anything, and grief kind of kill you, he can raise you up, pre 
breathe and live. That's what he calling Lazarus. Come on up out of that grave, little Lazarus. I know you're dead, but come on up out of that grave. Anybody in here been in a dark place that looks like a grave? Come on, y'all. Depression can be like a grave. Oh my God, mental illness sometimes can look like a grave. But I serve a God who is no respecter of any person. And when he calls you, the, the only question is, will you answer? He like Lazarus is a living testimony. Uh -huh. Jesus can raise anybody, anytime, out of any situation. So here comes the Palm Sunday business. See this this where this where the Neo fights. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, those who have crossed over, this is where they separate. And this is where the saints and the ain'ts separate. Uh, yeah. And this is where those who are champions and those that are chumps, uh, this is where they separate. This, this, this is where they separate because this is where the rubber hits the road. And this is where it tells whether you really trust God with your whole heart and have given God your whole life or whether you are one of those who talk the talk but you don't walk the walk. Whether you're one whose mouth is filled with hot air or whose life has purpose to it. Mm. Jesus got on his little young donkey. Yeah, because I don't want you to get hung up on the word ass. Amen. So he's a young donkey. Uh, and he's getting ready to enter Jerusalem. And the people who had seen Lazarus, uh, they got a choice now. They're going to either be fearful of the Roman government or they're going to grab them palm branches and they're going to wave them palm branches now they got they got to man up woman up or shut up Jesus getting ready to ride into Jerusalem I like that. I like that he getting ready to ride into Jerusalem. Now, before I ask you to wave your palms, because it's going to cost you something to wave that palm. Number one, palm branches were reserved by the Romans. Come on, y'all. Uh, it was reserved by the Romans for royalty. And therefore, in the city of Jerusalem, no palm trees were allowed to be grown. Oh my God. Uh, in other words, they didn't want you to have access to palms uh, to wave for who you thought 
come on, was king of your life. So the Romans would uh, reserve uh, palms only when the king of Rome, the Roman emperors, would ride into Jerusalem. On another occasion, on other occasions, such as when they would have champions who had won battles, they would make a crown, a victory crown, and make it out of palm branches, and they would allow uh, a champion uh, to wear a palm crown on their heads. Come on, y'all. But here comes Jesus in the city of Jerusalem. And people who had experienced the miracle working power of Jesus, come on, they defied the Romans. And they, they took palms and they like, that man riding on that young donkey, he deserves, my God, my praise in the middle of the threat of Roman oppression. In other words, to wave a palm branch is in defiance of your oppressors. Come on, my God. Anybody in here have been oppressed lately? Come on, if you ever been oppressed in your life, oh my God, if you are a believer in the resurrected Jesus, you ought to be willing to wave uh, I don't know about you, but a few times in my life, folk have done something uh, to mortally wound my soul. Alter the course of my life. Oh my God, dehumanize me. Devalue me. Take me to the lowest point in my life. But nevertheless, here comes Jesus in my life. And I said yes to him. So every time I think about how my oppressors try to silence me, I'll grab these paws and I'll wave them. I defy the enemy to have any power. I do business with the banks, but the banks ain't my source. My God is my source. And when God says yes, nobody can say no. When God says it's done, when God says it's finished, when God says I say, come on my God, whenever God says it's over, guess what? It's over. To wave that palm, Jason, means I'm ready. I'm ready. Kick some butt, let me just say it like that. I'm ready to snap. Because you will not keep oppressing me in the face of Jesus. Come on. I'll snap on you. Ah, come on, y'all. See, that's the problem, y'all. Uh, church folk think that to be a Christian, I got to be a punk. 
gentle Jesus, meek and mild, look upon this little child. Pity my simplicity, suffer me to come to thee. I don't like that Jesus. No, I like kick butt Jesus. Oh, I like the Jesus that said, try me and you'll discover. I like that Jesus. Watch my Jesus riding on his donkey, head up. Everybody like, fool, do you know where you are? And he looks back at him like, fool, do you know who I am? military might but Jesus said but I am the God of the universe I am the Savior he ran he ran on his donkey bow leg like me <laughs> run on his donkey now so now he defined the Romans the people are defined the Romans Jesus is defying his oppressors right not just come on y'all not just the Roman government, but there's another group there that he also defined. There's a, there's a bunch of religious people. Call them the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes. They are the religious right. They are the ones who feel that they have a right to tell people how to live their life. Come on, y'all the religious right, the one who got a scripture against abortion, the ones who got all the scriptures against homosexuality. Uh, that, that's the ones. Come on, y'all. Y'all know them, right? Uh, it's an abomination unto God. They know the scriptures that they want to use uh, to advance their cause, but they won't use the same scripture uh, to uh, look at Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 16 now they know the Levitical code that says it's an abomination unto God for a man to lay with another man as with a woman yes it does say so but Proverbs chapter 6 verse 16 says oh my God that if you have haughty eyes and if your hands are quick to devise evil, and if you sow discord in your family, how come they don't read that one? You know what it says? Six things the Lord hates. Seven is an abomination unto God. That crowd is there as well. 
And Jesus is like, I'm going to ride my little. Amen. And I'm going to defy all you Bible quoting ignorant folk. I'm riding in on this donkey. Now, come on, before I go too long. Mm -hmm. So, OJ, if, uh, if, uh, if palm branches were not grown in Jerusalem, where'd they get it from? Come on, Marsha, where'd they come from? If, if they were not grown in Jerusalem, amen? Uh-huh, see, come on, come on, all my Bible scholars, Come on, Amy, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, right? Matthew, Mark, and Luke says they took branches. Just branches, not palm branches. In other words, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they just grabbed some branches with their clothes, too. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they just took off their little clothes, you know, and they threw their clothes on the floor and cut down any little tree from the side of the road, but not so in John's gospel. John says they took palm branches that were not grown in Jerusalem. That meant that they either had to bring them. <laughs> now, that's intentionality. That means we're going to Jerusalem to defy what they're doing in Jerusalem. Come on, sometimes you got to decide that you will defy your enemy. You got to disturb some stuff. Shake up some... Amen. So, there's a group of people who come to church and they come to church because that's what they went to Jerusalem for but they come with intentionality they come to do something not just to hear something but to do something that will change the course of not their lives only but the lives of others come on y'all if you only come in to get a blessing for you you might as well stay home come on my god but you ought to be willing to come to this place to change systems, to change policies, to change structures, to change the way people live their lives. Uh-huh. Okay. So there's the group, Miranda, that would have brought the stuff with them. And they're like, uh, uh, why are you trying to clean up the mess? It just got to be messy Sundays. So now, that's right, put it back. Put back by me. I ain't done yet. I got one more point. I'll let you go. So, uh, so, uh, uh, so one group, Terry, one group, they had come to Jerusalem with their palms from wherever they came from. They're like, we come ready to raise hell. We are, we are rebel rising. We are rev revolutionary. We are some radical folks. We come to shake up some stuff. Uh -huh, that's one group. The other group, they came to Jerusalem. It's not that they are not rebel rousers. Not that they are not revolutionaries. Not that they are not radicals. Not that they are righteous fanatics for justice. No. 
but they're willing to pay the price to get the palms to raise hell let me tell you what I mean whenever there is a short supply of something what happens to the price of it sweating too much so, uh, mm-hmm. so they're in Jerusalem and uh, the palms ain't supposed to be there no way but there's always someone who will take advantage of the economy of the poor so what they do, they jack up the price. Amen. They jack up the price. And now anybody who wants to participate in the revolutionary act, they're going to have to pay the price to get the palms, to wave the palm. And that's where the punks get separated from the champions. That's where the mice get separated from the real meow. When it comes time to pay, everybody can raise the palm if it's free. If the palm is free, a whole bunch of saints will wave the palm. Pay for it. Tell them you got to pay for it. You've been delivered. Pay for it. You've seen the hand of God work in Lazarus's life. Pay for it. You've seen people be freed of guilt and shame. Pay for it. You've seen people go to prison. Come back out. Rebuild people like Ryan Buford. You go to jail for years, life sentence. You make it out of that tomb. You who see it ought to be willing to do what? Come on, y'all. Don't you know some people in your own life? They were locked in religious tombs. People labeled them and put them out the church. You don't belong in here. Because you love differently than I love. Because you worship differently. Because your skin color is different. Because the slant in your eyes ain't like the slant in mine. You've seen people transcend oppression and live past it. Why won't you pay for the palms when Jesus is in the midst? I don't know about you, but it ain't just a song for me. When I sing all to Jesus, I surrender all to him 
I freely give. I will ever love and serve him in his presence. Daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. Jesus paid it all. Come on. It does not matter how much it costs. I want to revolt against anything that can snatch my joy. Come on, stand with me all over the church today. I'm going to leave you alone for a little bit. Listen to me. Real carefully. Jesus is in our midst today. His spirit is here present. And he's looking for some folks to celebrate Palm Sunday. In a manner that honors him. I'm a living witness. He can raise anybody. That's the way I feel. Anybody in here feel the same way? That if God can raise you, God can raise anybody. You know, that's what I like about the members of this church. The majority of us.